Hey, Mixtape listeners. You can find us every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. But yeah, over the weekend, I guess this is where we'll start the show. Over the weekend, um, Knicks fans, uh, of which there are many more now than there were previously. Sure. Uh, they they found an old tweet of mine from before, what was that, the 15 draft? Yeah, Cat yeah. Town. Yeah, those guys were 15 draft. Yeah, it was, uh, it was during that period, because uh, there's obviously the context on Twitter kind of goes out the window. I know that's shocking to hear. Wow. Um, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> but there was a stretch where it was Okafor Towns. Just for, and when I say stretch, I mean it was the entire college basketball season leading up to like a month before the draft. Oh yeah, I remember it very well. <laughs> we remind people of it very often, and they don't like the show. <laughs> and there was a point where, like, Chris Stapps wasn't even like a thing until probably the regular season ended. I want to say. Hmm. Like, his name was on Draft Express, like, the whole year, but no one was really talking about him like that until he started doing chair workouts and one-on-ones and private gyms with, like, seven people watching. Yeah. And it was still Towns Okafor, and then everyone realized, like, all right, it's, it's Towns, but someone else needs to be involved in this top overall pick discussions. And... That's when reports started coming out, like, Chris Apps is the most skilled person in the draft. Like, this guy should go first. And naturally, I laughed at that. I have a tweet. It was just like, ha, 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 for 100 of the 40 characters quote tweeting that tweet. What a take. Yeah. I mean, that was how I felt about it. And I still feel about it. Shame on you. Shame on you. And under that, I was like, I'll drink 12 eggs. Uh, on the gram, if Chris Stapps uh, ends up being better than Towns. And I had a lot of people saying it was time to drink up because everyone knows the NBA, it's ruined, and it's uh, will end right. at the end of this year. And apparently, uh, I I didn't know if you knew this. Uh, I just found mm-hmm. out uh, this weekend. But apparently, Chris Stapps is now officially better than Kyle Anthony Towns. Well, that's, the thing is, I heard this like during 2015. They both got off to like the hot start. Correct. And of course, all the same Knicks fans were like, "Well, you have to admit they're 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 neck and neck." I was like, "No, I don't." And Kristaps <laughs> is, and it's going to be great. Yep. And at the time, I was like, "No, I've still got Towns ahead." And last year, Towns kind of like widening the gap. And this year, I guess what eight games through, he's he's closed it. Four eighty two last year of twenty five and twelve, but eight games this year, and uh, they're neck and neck. It would appear. Uh, no, it would not appear that. Oh, excuse me, uh, they're neck and nuts, uh, with Chris <laughs> being neck and Towns being nuts. It's um, infuriating, I think is the word. <laughs> I suppose this is what LeBron, like, true, like, I like LeBron. I've, we've been accused of not liking LeBron. You had him as MVP last year. Uh, I only hated him his first year and a half in Miami. Other than that, I've been a fan of LeBron his whole career. Sure. Uh, but I'm not like a super fan or anything like that. Like he's a good guy, but I guess this is what like LeBron super fans have had to deal with. With like, and I'm guilty of it. I put Durant ahead of him this year. Um, like people, yeah, fine, but pe- eh, maybe not. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. 
Um, <laughs> but this is, it's kind of like, oh, well, LeBron, he just kind of goes out. He puts up, like, what does he average for his career? Like 25, 8, and 8 pretty much? Something like that. Yeah, something 56% shooting, something crazy. Yeah, something light. And every year it's like, oh, no, well, this guy's better now. Well, this guy's better now. Well, this guy's better now. And Towns, even though it's only the beginning of his third year of his career, like coming into the draft, it was Okafor, and that very quickly got shut down, like game one. Um, and then over this past summer, I, 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 Porzingis was involved a little bit, but the Knicks were so bad, and last year he, he had a down year. Obviously, he was almost traded in the summer. That had more to do with Phil Jackson uh, being a moron than Chris Depp. Well, he, he didn't go to the uh, the meeting. You understand? Correct. He's real bad. If we're if we're judging this on who shows up to meetings, Carl shows up to fucking meetings, buddy. For sure. And this summer it was uh, Jokic, and I think all those people are dead. Like I don't know what happened to those people. See, that was the argument last year because I was still saying last year I was like I would still take and I still would, I would still take Porzingis over Jokic, and uh, I don't know if you know this that last year the Nuggets' offensive rating was very high with Jokic on the floor. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. I just going to shock you. I have heard that. I got posted that I posted the defensive numbers of Porzingis being damn near like Gobert level rim protection last year. Compared to Jokic, and they were like, well, the numbers don't tell the whole story. Okay, all right, you got it, guys. <laughs> Offensively, they do. Defensively, they do not. Yeah, correctly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm. this is chickens coming home to roost here. So they're just trying to pit my Latvian son against my <laughs> my Piscataway son. Yeah, I I, uh, <clears throat> I never had any, like, real takes on Chris Apps pre-draft other than it would have been preposterous to draft him over Towns. And uh, what, like three, three years and some months later, I still think that's correct. If you if you went back right now and were able to redraft that, and you could give any GM that first overall pick, exactly zero of them take Porzingis. Exactly zero. I don't know, man. Your mentions disagree. They sure I'm do. Just I'm just saying. Like, never mind the fact Kyle shoots better from literally every spot on the floor. I saw Porzingis is like shooting like something crazy, like forty percent at the rim this year. Like that's awful. Jesus. Fort? Good God, that can't be true. That's what I said. I, I quote tweeted it. I said, this couldn't possibly be true. And then I had other people back it up. Yikes. That's uh, less than ideal. Right. Like, I think he was like 45th out of people who have taken X amount of attempts at the rim. Like, he was like, where was Jokic? Huh? Where was, huh? <laughs> Riddle me that. Uh, he's too busy passing and shooting from half court. He doesn't take attempts at the rim like a fool. Too shy. It's only two points. <laughs> the dopes game. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why Knicks fans like want to do this to themselves. Like Carl is like eh, eh. there was uh, the the Towns Giannis debate, which I think has been the most fair one so far. Agree. Like uh, Giannis is uh, and and Tyler. I've said it. I before. know where you're going with this. <laughs> don't even open that door. I, it it's flying open, hinges bust, bursting off. Please don't do this. This is not on the list, baby. What will Mikey say? <laughs> There's a lot of good players in the NBA right now. I, I specifically asked you not to open that door. It's it's we're here now. It's open. You can't. I had someone uh, who was on my side even who I disagreed with. He said Towns is a generational talent. Chris uh, Stapps is a future All Star. If by future he means like a few months from now, yeah, he's correct. But I do think mm. you can have multiple generational talents in the league at the same time, as has always happened. I would, yeah, I, I think both these guys are like. 
foundational pieces. I don't know about like generation or whatever, but yes, if I had either one of those guys as the face of my franchise, I'd be delighted. Thrilled. Thrilled. And Chris Apps is, is starting to get like he's playing well enough. I don't think we need to do the um who's the next white coming over next year? Doncic. Yeah, Doncic. Well, I had joke Jokic on the mic. They all sound alike. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. Easy does it. Uh Coley Travis. <laughs> they last night he caught an alley-oop that was like he was the only guy even on that half of the court and he dunked it with like very little flair and pizzazz. And my whole timeline's fucking, oh my God, can you believe? Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe he caught that open dunk and, and dunked it. Like, he, he's good you enough. never he, saw that coming, huh? <laughs> he's good enough. He doesn't need that happening to him. Like, if I, if people want to put a highlight of everything he does, I'm fine with that. Like, I do it with fucking Jalen Brown. Like, go right ahead. Sure. But if, if we're going to act like he reinvented basketball, like dunking a wide open dunk with no one around him i'm gonna have i'm gonna start calling shit out well i mean there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat to say that to say that um wait what are we talking about again who are these guys uh known cat skinner chris apps <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like this i feel like this is exactly what like i thought would happen like mellow's gone he's gonna get more shots like, I'm, I'm looking at his numbers now they're good he still doesn't rebound well i still feel like Which he did shocking. better yeah, that that is shocking. I thought again. I think that's more of he should just be a center full time. Right. I, I think that would give him like a bump of a couple boards. But yeah, he's averaging thirty points, eight boards, shooting fifty percent from the field. Again, I, I don't want to step on your toes at this point. Uh, both these guys are good. Yeah. I, it listen. It's not a take you can have according to the internet. You <laughs> simply cannot believe that. Um, and oh, by the way, Towns is still better at offense. Which is wild. That's what I'm looking at. Towns is shooting 55% from the field. He's averaging 22 and 11. Uh, and is knocking on the door, shooting 90% from the, from the strike. And that's, I, I saw people saying like, oh, well, Kristaps' averages are down because he played against Al Horford. Al Horford! Like, and this, this was after <laughs> Carl put up a zero. Carl has a zero on his, on his resume this year. He put up zero points in a game. Yeah, it was what the Pelicans game when it, right. they just had bad shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everyone knows Al Horford. That was the best signing Boston's ever had. A steal of a contract. Uh, and I'll say it if no one else will. They couldn't sign that guy for long enough, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, but... Um, so, yeah, Chris Tapps, uh got shackled up by Al Horford, and that's that's why Kyle is shooting better. That's the only reason. It's not like... Like, Kyle might be shooting like 60% if he didn't put up that fucking zero. Oh, yeah. Again, he's still at 55, which is a career high for him in his brief career. He's also playing less minutes this year. So I think, like I'm looking at, yeah, his like per 36s are pretty much right on board and he's shooting better. It's right. just that the defense, man, it's troubling. Kyle at the rim isn't as good as Chris Tapps. I have no problem saying that. I still don't know if it's a huge gap between them. Kyle has way more... Uh, defensive win shares for a career, which doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me for how bad he supposedly is. <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't. And it's not like the Timberwolves. Tim- you idiot. Well, it's not like the Timberwolves' like team defense has been electric. It's not like they've been like winning a lot of games the past few years. Like that. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense as to why he has that many more win shares. If he, like, I, he's a better perimeter defender. Like Chris Haps is still a little stiff when he tries to get out on the perimeter. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how. Like I don't. 
know, like, I, you, we, everyone knows we hate those kind of numbers. But when I look at them and people are trying to tell me, like, oh, no, he's that much better. Like, yeah, at the rim, he's better. But why is the wind shear? Like, it's a huge gap, wind shares-wise. See, that's my th- – like, I again, I've been saying poison. If he just plays center, then, yeah, he's probably an elite defender, right? If you just ask him to only rim protect and he's really good at that, yeah, he's like, don't back. make him move his – yeah, don't make him move his feet on the perimeter. And I would like Towns has the the mobility, but I don't, Towns he like jumps himself out of everything. He does like that. I feel like that's what kills him more than anything. A guy will, like put the ball up like not even triple threat motion, and once it gets to like his neck, Towns is like up in the air, and it just makes it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's at the rim, doesn't matter if he's at the free throw line, and I don't know. It's it's where I'll never give up on him, but it, it it is concerning. I did think he'd be further along by now defensively. Yeah especially now it's year two in Tibbs' system. Um, and it's not like I can be like, oh, well, Carl's had a bunch of, like, coaching turn, uh, turnover uh, turnover, and, like, poor management because Chris Epps has that, like, in, in space. I was going to say, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets the check there. Right. So it's uh, – if, if people want to be like, Chris Epps is a better rim defender, sure. If, if all of a sudden now that's when we're taking players over other players – I want everyone who told me DeMar DeRozan's better than Avery Bradley to, like, write a handwritten apology. How is Avery Bradley? How is, how is my baby boy doing this year? He's, he's, I, like, I feel like I know the Pistons are doing well, but I always hear it's like, yeah, Drummond can hit free throws now. Yeah, Avery's not getting his, his credit yet. Um, where's Detroit? Oh, yeah. Yet. Yet like he ever got his credit or ever would. Right. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying yet. They're uh, second in the East at 7-3. and three. Um, Yeah, Avery, I've seen him put up. Big numbers in a few games. Let's see his, let's see what he's doing on the year thus far. Uh, he's averaging 16, shooting 42% from, from three. He's taking 14, uh, and a, 14 and a half shots a game. Uh, 76% from the free throw line. Only two two attempts a game. Uh, two ste- uh, steal and a half. So not, not the highest he's ever been at. Correct. What, what, what type of money do you think he's going to get this summer? And I ask just because, like, again, we both like him, but shooting guards are just just getting the bag now. Like, it's just, yeah. I was about even to... if it's one year, like Caldwell Pope and Reddit got big deals for one year. It's just shooting guard market. So what, what kind of what type of money do you think he gets this summer? I would like to know, like, what the Spurs cap space is looking like. So well, like... I mean, they'll. They'll figure it out. Right. So, like, whatever they can offer him, I would imagine, is the contract he gets. It's gonna, they're going to get Avery Bradley for four years, $44 million. <laughs> I mean, he's been pretty healthy. Last year he missed, uh, like, 25 games. He played 76 before that, 77 before that. So, like, it's not like his shoulders keep popping out like they used to. Mm. Uh, right now, I mean, if the Pistons keep this up, they're winning games very ugly. Like, the like they Tobias like their offense is kind of like the the old Dwight Howard offense where they just jack threes and it's like it's, oh yeah it's hilarious to watch because I mean they're just using Drummond as a lesser Dwight um Tobias Harris is just gunning Ish Smith comes in just starts gunning Avery's like the only one who even considers taking like one dribble pull-ups like it's... Well, two dribbles and Stan will sit you down buddy he, he don't want that that's static but Avery I've from what I've seen, I probably watched like three, maybe four of their games. He's still trying to throw bounce passes that he knows, and maybe he doesn't know, but I know he cannot complete. <laughs> uh, and he's just firing threes. 
taking them. I'm locking up. I'm, I'm guessing the defense is still there. So, I, like, again, Tim Hardaway just got four and 71, right? Like, what is it going to take to get Avery Bre- Like, 20 million per. Like, no, no matter how you feel about him as a player, like, just the market's going to dictate. He's getting, what, like 20 million per? It just might be a terrible, because like we've said, like it, it's not a lot of teams that have cap space next year. So it might just be like a timing thing. Like yeah, No one with a brain would take Tim Ottaway Jr. over Avery Bradley, but it just might be right. the cap situation thing. Well, I don't know. I was going to say you said with the brain. I Never mind, Phil Jackson or whoever took his <laughs> place, whatever. I'm looking right now at the uh, Spurs. They've got Tony Parker's $15 million. That comes off the books this year. Okay. Danny Green and Rudy Gay have opt-outs, and I feel like the Spurs are the only team that get people to opt-out and then actually re-sign them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. they If they move like Patty Mills, like if, they, if Parker comes back for less, uh, DeJounte Murray has been, I get, I'd say, more than what they've expected so far. And so is like Bryn, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Forbes. Yeah, Bryn Forbes is, it's just like the classic Spurs. Like they just put yeah, someone just, up. <laughs> like I, I feel like that's, I feel like Pop gets too much credit. They're like, yeah, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge playing the ball of his life. Well, LaMarcus Aldridge was making, like, all NBA teams before he met Popovich. Like, he's, he was a talented player. <laughs> but, like, the Bryn Forbes guy, yeah, those are the ones I don't know if he gets enough credit for. Well, like, Brandon Paul is, like, a 28-year-old rookie, and he's shooting 50% from three. Yeah, he he tried to dunk on Duran. He, he flew a little close to the sun. <laughs> uh, it did not work. I hate to spoil it for anyone that didn't see it. I've, I've had. But I, if they move Patty Mills, I could see like they're just like, yeah. Now the Spurs have not max cap space, but they could they could add one big piece. I've had people tell me uh, the Spurs shouldn't sign Avery Bradley because they have Brandon Paul, and I I think Brandon Paul's mm-hmm. like the same age as Avery Bradley, and one's a rookie and one's like like I'm just, I'm just picturing like <laughs> like Danny like uh, I've I've also had Spurs fans be like, do you really think Bradley is better than Danny Green? I do. Granted, Danny Green's already in that system. He's already had success in that system. If you want to sell me that, I, I, I'm okay with that. Individual mm-hmm. talent-wise, Avery Bradley blows Danny Green out of the water. I don't think it's particularly close. But I'm just picturing, and Danny Green's a fine defender on his own right. I'm just picturing a team that has Kawhi Leonard and Avery Bradley like just locking up your two best players, and like I, I feel like that's what you want. And even if you can keep Danny Green, that's how you try and contend with the Warriors. I was going to say, yeah, that was, that's the whole thing I was thinking. Like, why would they have to, like, again, I could see them, like, they tell Danny Green to opt out, sign Bradley or whoever, and then bring Danny Green back. Because they've got to have his, yeah, they've got bird rights, so they can give him whatever. He's just got to chill. And, yeah, like, that would be my idea, have all of those guys. I would actually like more wing defenders. <laughs> and Brandon Paul is, like, he can stay, too. Correct. I would like all of the wing defenders. Correct, yeah. I mean, Brandon Paul is going to get, what, like $4 next year? Yeah, he's he's already he's signed for next year, one point three million. So they don't have to worry about him to at least twenty nineteen. He's in the fold when he's thirty three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just picture Avery on the Spurs and it being terrifying for everyone involved. Like, I, I don't know. I like if I, all of those guys can hit threes too. Like Kawhi can run your offense. Like you don't need a real point guard in that situation. That's what, that's what I would say. Like have them both. If you just have like all of them and just have. Like Avery defends the points, Danny Green defends the twos, Kawhi defends at everything else. So then, <laughs> and Pog still has a coffee, like a cup of coffee in the corner. <laughs> Latte and studies medicine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that would be terrifying um, for me if if like I I've I've also had Pistons fans be very upset. Like, oh no, we're re-signing him. I don't know why Avery Bradley would want to do that. I. 
if they throw the biggest bag, like they threw the biggest bag at Reggie Jackson, they threw it at Drummond. Didn't, so I, I, Stan throws the bread. Didn't we go over the Pistons cap space and how they have like negative cap space? Let's see. Oh, I'm sure. Like they'll they'll make a terrible trade to get that cap space. I didn't say it was going to come uh, by reasonable means. Fair. Don't be don't don't be silly. No, you're right. Let's see what they've got. Avery Bradley expires this year. They're still <laughs> Boban, of course, for seven million this year and next because you need again you you need a third center for multiple years. Langston Galloway, Ish Smith. John Luer, that's uh, I think that's the one that's holding the Pistons back from their destiny. John Luer is making ten million dollars each of the next three seasons. Jesus Christ! For some, <laughs> for some reason, but yeah, I don't. It's not as bad as I thought. Okay. If they make one or two moves, I think you you would just have to be under the cap to re-sign him, right? With bird rights, you just have to get under the cap, and then you can go right back over it. I don't re-sign. even know if that's true because like the Cavs were definitely over the cap when they re-signed Corver. Yeah, I feel like the Cavs have been like over the luxury tax cap for like six seasons, and even then they're like, "Yeah, they just gave Jr. four years, forty-two. How? How did they? How did that happen?" It's uh, we'll, we'll touch on the Cavs in a little bit because they've been hilarious so far. But yeah, Jesus. I mean Avery, like I've I've been preaching about him. He he, he's the only thing Detroit really changed, and they right now, ten games in, they sit at seven and three. And they lost to the Lakers when they just beat the Clippers and Warriors in secession. So it's like they should be 8-2. and two. Um, The Lakers have been infuriating. They won again last night. Uh, they're not a good team. I don't know how they keep doing it. Uh, Lonzo, man. The magic of Lonzo. Lonzo's numbers get worse every single game. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, It's a long con. Every time he touches the ball, it like it, it He's not getting better in this. Like I get it's early, but he's not getting better in the slightest. He's actually getting worse no. every game he plays. Yeah. See again, Fultz went out. You, it's been mums on him. Lando keeps staying, and he's shooting twenty nine percent from the field, twenty three <laughs> from three, and fifty four percent from uh, free throw line. But man, man, that guy can. He's got it on a string. Did you see Fultz today? Yeah, the shooting left handed. Yep. I don't. Not even hitting them. It's not like an impression. Like he was no, no. still missing. I saw something. They were like, it's just for conditioning. I was like, I don't know. That feels like strange conditioning. <laughs> like you still like both of your shoulders still go up when you shoot. And if his, he's right. got a bad shoulder, like what? I don't know. It's taking one handed like set shots. Like Yeah. Like the <laughs> George Mike and free throw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why they haven't just shut him down. Like uh, he's 19. Like I'm sure he can get his conditioning back relatively easily. Yeah. That guy, that guy's a slob, man. Have you seen him? <laughs> Six four, six five, probably one hundred ninety five pounds, big belly. This guy's in terrible shape. Eating, eating all that milk. <laughs> One more Bradley. Th- somewhere I'd like to see Bradley go. I'd like to see him in Oklahoma City. Like I don't know if they keep uh, George and Carmelo after this year. And again, like if there's any sort of yeah, if there's any sort of opening, I just feel like that would be his idea. Like playing third off of Russ, whichever one of those guys that stays. Like basically just a like a better Roberson, a Roberson who you who can actually shoot. Yeah, but I mean they could keep Roberson too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's cheap. Again, I like wing defenders. <laughs> I would keep multiple. So like Russ, Avery, Roberson, like Mello, Stephen Adams, like yeah, Stephen Adams. I, I think that's a tough five. Yeah, you could do a lot worse than that. And like Terrence yeah. Ferguson coming off the bench, like that's that's a solid little core you got there. 
And then, I don't know, Presti will probably, like, trade Paul George to get Oladipo back. <laughs> since Oladipo's uh, MVP right now. Victor Oladipo plays his best basketball when it says Indiana across his chest. I mean, the guy found what works for him, and I'm happy for him. I'm not like not even condescending it. I liked Vic in Orlando, liked him in Indiana. I think he, like, his first two stops just – Orlando was just a mess. For and sure. last year was – I won't say a mess. It was a rare circumstance. But it is interesting that he and Sabonis are both like, oh, these guys are not only NBA players, they're actually good as soon as they get away from the MVP. Like, really good. Oh, yeah. Old Depot's averaging like 25 a game. Yeah, he's been killing. I think I watched them against those 76ers last week, and, I mean, this dude was pulling up from everywhere. Net wasn't even moving. He's shooting 45% from three. I, I tuned into some guy. I was trying to see. I was like, I hadn't heard Miles Turner's name much. Right. And so I tuned it. He had like a concussion game one, and I think he just came back. And I was like, that's probably how you should handle concussion. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. Like with, with, with any caution. kind of caution. Yeah. <laughs> any kind of caution. Uh, most most teams have played 10 games so far. Some have played more than that. Mm. No. Yeah. Houston's played 11. Everyone else has played okay. 10. At okay. least, and Dallas has also played eleven. They're the worst team in the league by a lot. Just say they zero and eleven. I'm guess one and ten. God damn. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Nerland's not doing a lot to get his stock up, but we're not here to talk about the dreck of the league. Uh, after starting zero and two, the seventeen-time world champion Boston Celtics. Here you go, Homer boy. That's all right. Eight and two. NBA record. That shocked me. Did you know they had an NBA record? Most, no, what's the record? Most wins after starting 0-2. Nah. Or most consecutive wins, rather. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Feels I like did a, not know that, but interesting. Feels like one of those made-up LeBron stats, like first with yeah. these numbers. On Thursday, yeah. All right, all right, Elias. <laughs> Thursday after the, the Vernal Equinox. Um, I had to look now to be sure. Miles Turner got a concussion on October the 18th. <laughs> He missed. He set out seven games that came back November third. For you basketball, get a in NFL, you're yeah, yeah. Sunday. You're playing Thursday night, buddy. Yeah, I mean Silver Duke guy. That man, that guy just knows his stuff. <laughs> Northwestern man. In the description for the Gerald Henderson interview, I'm definitely going to write Duke guy, Harvard man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Boston Celtics are just beating the bag out of teams, even when. Like when we did you watch the OKC game the other night? Yes. So like that first half was abysmal. It was exactly like the first half when Gordon Hayward died against the Cavs, and yeah. <laughs> like we just couldn't muster like a semblance of offense in the slightest. So I, I assumed they were going to pick it up for the second half. I didn't think they were going to blow Oklahoma. Like that was domination. Like Oklahoma City. Oh yeah. Like-, like it was one of those like I. I had it on like during the third quarter because the OKC was so far ahead, and I looked up and I was like, wait a minute. Eighty-two, seventy-six. When the hell did that happen? And then I started to, then I checked back in. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team, Tyler. They even it. What sucks about this season? They're eight and two, eighth of the season done. Every game they win, it's like a a, a half second of elation followed by, uh, well, Gordon Hayward's not coming back. No, y'all got to get off that man. What's done is done. 
I don't know if we can't because even when I try to get off it, like there have been, I think, two of these wins where it didn't immediately hit me. And then I look at my mentions and it's like four people like, man, imagine if they had Hayward. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sick. <laughs> I don't know. You saw what they had. They lost the game Hayward started. I'm just saying. Bad luck charm, team cancer. I don't know. I think we win that. I think I think we're looking at nine and one if he played that game. Mm, I don't. I don't know if you win the rest of the games. I feel like the team is rallied. Yeah, but I, like I said, preseason that offense was humming, and like we haven't even seen that part of it yet. Like right now, it's really just Al Horford is. I said I feel like it's deep. I feel like the defense is humming now. Right, the defense is humming, and but on offense, it's kind of like Al Horford like directing everyone into like the right spots, and then him and Kyrie would just run pick and roll, and like either Jalen hits an open three, he's shooting like forty three percent. Tatum hits an open three, he's hitting like fifty three percent. Al Horford hits an open three, he's shooting legitimately fifty percent. I think he's seven of his last seven. Um, Pretty good. And imagine Ky- if he didn't stink. Imagine <laughs> if you guys didn't overpay for that bum. Well, last night, Horford's rebound. I think he's up to eight eight per game, which is all right. Like that's that's Porzingis level, so he's doing pretty say, good. Yeah, that's, uh, so he's the best player in the league now. I'm fine with that. Um, last night against uh, your Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six players got se- at least seven rebounds. That's pretty good. That's something the Celtics have not had, I mean, this legitimately, in my entire life. I was going to say, at the very least, in the Brad Stevens era, like, I feel like I've, that's all I've ever heard. They can't rebound. They can't rebound. They Even like even when it was Perk and Garnett, it was, like, them two guys. Like, they were our rebounders. Yeah. Pierce, Pierce could obviously grab, like, five or six, but they were never, like, oh, they're going to get every board. Like, this year, it's not even just Aaron Baines, too, because he's getting a lot of credit for it. And he deserves some credit for it. Last night he played 15 minutes, got six and seven. But not Jay- a double double. <laughs> not even a triple double. Yeah, single single. Uh, <laughs> the old double single, eh? Jalen Brown, seven rebounds. Like I, I'm gonna look at. Bum. <laughs> He's third in the league in plus minus behind Steph Curry and <laughs> Kevin Durant. Why is he not ahead of him? It's a good point. Guy shooting 43 percent from three. It ain't 44. Against Oklahoma City, like, he did not shoot well at all. Three of eight. One for three from three. Three of eight from the free throw line. Not good. Yeah, he's not been hitting from the stripe. I, I'm hoping that, like, that's just easy. Like, if he just starts knocking out easy points, he's going to inch close to 20 a game. That's just, that's just mathematics, Cole. <laughs> that, it's simple and plain. Two plus two equals four. Quick math. It's true. Um, See, I think, I, I still don't think, like, if Hayward was healthy, he would be, like, another piece to work in and again i think it'd be better long run but this early of a record like because he's out and it's just like yo, alan Kyrie, just it just simplified everything like tatum and brown like y'all stand over there defend run marcus smart rosier bring energy do everything and alan Kyrie, like we'll do everything else i see what you're saying about working in someone he's just such a like swiss army knife kind of player that like i don't know if like it's not like he's like oh, I didn't get twenty shots today. Like we need to fix that next game. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm looking at Gordon Hayward's PER for the five minutes he played this season. Seven point six, not great. <laughs> so just, just take that with take whatever numbers with a grain of salt. Um, but yes, my Gordon Hayward was bad for the Celtics column. Will be coming out any day now. <laughs> Bum. <laughs> Where do we he's return no this way guy? Player. If we look for two way players, he's a no way player. 
<laughs> but that Oklahoma City game, Jalen did not play well offensively. In the third quarter, I know you said you weren't paying like the most attention until it was close. Part of the reason it was close was because Jalen just went up and got every single rebound and would just start a break, and OKC was not getting back. And that's something we have not had. We're rebounding from, like, we just, it's kind of like what the Bucks have tried to do with length and what the Sixers have tried to do with length, but with actual good mm-hmm. players. It's wild. It's a wild strategy Angel's employed. Ainge, man. That guy, guy's not afraid to uh, shake up the eight ball and then not listen to the advice it gives him. <laughs> At what point does Jalen Brandon Ingram become a discussion? Ooh. Let's see, garbage can versus garbage can. Which do I pick? <laughs> so I think Ingram dropped like 20 last night. I've seen him getting a lot of unnecessary hate. People have been like, ah, oh, he's added nothing to his game. Like, that's not completely true. Like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, yeah. That, I, again, his shot needs to fall more, and I feel like it is falling more. Correct. But, yeah, to say he hadn't added to his game, I, that's just not true. I think he's been very, uh, very solid defensively this year from when I've watched the Lakers, which is pretty frequently because they're on national TV every fucking day. <laughs> every, like, even then, his numbers now. 15, five boards, three assists on 46, 39, 68 shooting. Still 20 years old. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I'm just fine with that. Yeah, he, he, some might say he might even get better. What? No. No, no, no. Did you see, um, I can't remember who it was the other day, that said he'd rather have Mike James from the Suns over uh, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> I was yes. like, I've seen all I need to see from D'Angelo Russell in three years. I was like, seven games of Mike James and you're ready to just make this call? And Mike James has been great, to his credit. And Mike, like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Mike James is older than both of us, too. Yes, Mike James bounced around. Like, he could have been in the league all this time, you understand. But he, <laughs> he, he chose not to. Selfish. And he's on a really bad team. Like, a really, really bad team is the only one that signed him. So, <laughs> all, like, all respect to Mike James. He's been balling out. He's been great. I I wouldn't take him over D'Angelo Russell, personally. Wow. You and your takes. I, I agree. It's a scalder. But you, 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 and your big city market bias. Jalen is a delight, uh, plain and simple. I like last night. I think I think he hit like three threes yesterday against the Magic, and one of them he went up. I think Kyrie put up like a, a shot clock was like about to wind down. He just put up like a fadeaway that missed. Jalen from the three point line just ran in, tipped the rebound to Horford, and he just kept running into the corner. Horford kicked it out to Kyrie, who just like a little touch pass. He mm. he put too much. I'll, I'll say it, a little too much flair than necessary, but it was fire. Mm-hmm. So and it worked. So I'm okay with Kyrie it. Kyrie Irving did. What? <laughs> wow. He whips it to the corner to Jalen. Jalen's not open. I think it was um, Fournier was like in his shirt, and he mm. just rose up, knocked down a three. I I was so proud. I felt like I, I felt like a dad. Like I'm looking, I didn't see that game, but yeah, in 28 minutes yesterday, he had 18 and seven, hit three threes. The thing I keep seeing is, I guess I'm kind of surprised, kind of not. He averages less than an assist a game, but anytime I watch him, I don't like he's not a selfish player. Like I feel like he moves the ball, but I've seen like assist numbers get brought up against him, and I was like, I feel like that's not fair because he's moving the ball like he's probably been like taught to, like keep it moving, move it left to right. Yeah, he's not a he's not a ball stopper by any means, and he's not like jacking shots like i feel like the vast majority of shots he takes are open like good looks uh and he also invented like you know how a lot of guys try and force like a, a two for one before like halftime or quarter ends well yes chris paul invented that yeah well jalen invented the three for one last night i've never seen oh. anything like it but he got three possessions 
aided by a Marcus Smart, like he just ripped the ball out of, um, I think, Shelvin Mack's hands. Uh, but yeah, the Celtics got a three for one last night. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. I'm glad Lonzo's influence is trickling down to uh, members of other teams. To rivals. That, that, that's how nice Lonzo is. A generous fella. But yeah, Jalen, 27 minutes, 18 points, 7 to 13 from the floor, 3 for 5 from 3. A smooth 1 for 3 from the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, that's a, like, again, a perfect Jalen Brown game. Like, damn, it looks good. Oh, no, 33% from three or from the free throw line. Not uh, not ideal. Nope. Uh, seven rebounds. And, yeah, like you said, one assist. Three turnovers. One of the turnovers, he just tried to post himself up, tried to do a spin move, threw the ball into the fifth row. Uh, mm. Another one was a, it was like a two-on-three fast break with him and uh, Shemi Ojale, who mm-hmm. probably should have went like seventh overall in this draft the more I watched I'll him. I'll say, yeah, I like, I like what I've seen from him. In the very limited minutes I've seen, I was like, oh, yeah, he knows how to play basketball. I'm not joking. I think one person scored on him this year. Was it LeBron James? I, no, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it might have been Yeah, I think it was Giannis. <laughs> Mm. But so it was LeBron James. Yeah, the newer LeBron James 2.0. His footwork is outstanding. Like I, he gets to someone else's spot, and like if if he had a little bit Marcus Smart in his head, he'd already lead the league in charges. But he's just too strong. So when he beats someone to their spot, like someone just bounces into him, and they go like five feet back, and he just stands. If he had perfectly a little Marcus Smart in his head, he'd also be shooting twenty one percent from the field. <laughs> so be be careful what you wish for. Is that his actual percent right now? I don't know, but you had to think about it, didn't you? Because that guy can't shoot. He's at 30. Good guy. Is that a career high? He lost weight, you know. He's very tough. No, it's 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 way down from last year. Uh, <laughs> like, again, what, like when I watched I was like, yeah, he does everything else. I just don't want him shooting the ball ever. It's tough, though. Like, last night, two for six from three, which I'd live with. You'd live with that yeah, for Marcus Smart. Four for 12 now, from the six, field. Six, what I would not like. And then he has eight rebounds and eight assists. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, three. St- like again, yeah, that's that's a good Marcus Smart night. Just yeah, three. Cut off the roof out of two. But that's the thing. Like guys like that, if they're going to play that good defense and contribute yeah, elsewhere, are. it's like let him take it. Touch, yeah, yeah, let him take his nine shots. Like I don't care if he takes nine shots. Like and he goes zero for nine, but then he has like twelve rebounds, like thirteen assists, and like five steals. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, you just he got. He just. He should just run the first quarter. I'd maybe bring Kyrie off the bench. <laughs> it, listen, outside the box thinking. I'm just saying. Also, like how Kyrie is just throwing shots at Tyron Lue. I was gonna say the Cavs, but it's mostly just Tyron Lue. Just at any opportunity. Yeah. It's very petty. I do like it though. Yeah. He's like, it's it's nice to have like a real offense. <laughs> it's nice to be challenged. <laughs> It's like plays now. He's like, he's like fighting through screens, like deflecting passes out of bounds. And I know, like Tyron Lue and David Blatt, like, are you shitting me? I couldn't get this. Guy. Like, he wouldn't guard the person he was supposed to guard. Now he's like switching. He's calling stuff out to Tatum. He's like, he's leading the league in like deflections or shit. And, and steals. Like, oh yeah, now he's a yeah, fucking Kyrie Payton, the glove. <laughs> they call An original nickname for him. He's a. Uh... I just get so happy watching Kyrie. Like he didn't even play well yesterday, and I, like we didn't even need him to. <laughs> like he scored eleven points, probably like a career low, and <laughs> it just didn't matter. Like he's just, I don't know. It, it, he looks natural. Like I was trying to picture like LeBron in the Celtics jersey last night, and it does. It 
it would look so unnatural. Mm. Like just that green on LeBron, even though he wore green in high school, just wouldn't wouldn't look right. Kyrie looks like he's supposed to be in Boston right now. Yeah, like I said, I was like, I'm just now getting used to Durant in a Warriors right uniform, right? And like even seeing Kyrie in like preseason, like yeah, that uh, it just worked them that in the number eleven, like it just works for him. It does. I uh, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. He seems to be happy. He's like diving for loose balls and shit. Like he's doing way too much. Like stuff where it's like I, you do have a little bit of an injury history. Like I don't need you to go that hard against like the Orlando Magic. Like you don't have to do that. I, I think he's probably like, oh, man, guys, I was just tricking that shit. I wasn't hurt. I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to play with LeBron anymore. I could have played. I, I could have played eighty-two games a year every single year. Also, I won't rule that out yet because <laughs> I'm just saying, like he, it, it keeps rolling in. So yeah, when you see fucking. First team all defense, Kyrie Irving at the end of the year. And Al Horford. Um, there will be plenty of time to talk about Jalen uh, Jalen and Jason Tatum because uh, they're going to be together for like 15 years and it's going to be fucking awesome. But Al Horford, uh, you won't believe this, Tyler, but the Boston mm-hmm. media still does not like Al Horford. <laughs> Guys averaging, what, a single double? 14-9-4? and four? Not even a block or a steal a game? But but he's he's manning the Boston's what top five defense top three I think they're I think they're one okay well then no thanks to Al Horford imagine how, they'd be zero if I think, he wasn't on the court I think they were two when they played Oklahoma City you know Oklahoma City was one and then we mm. beat the shit out of them and became... okay yeah, that that sounds right okay so why is he averaging more than a steal block a game huh answer me that it's a fair point <laughs> guy shooting fifty five percent from the field to me it's disgusting. Fifty-one point five percent from three, yuck! On three attempts a game, seventy-nine percent uh, from the free throw line. It's the worst signing Boston's ever made. It's going to set that team back. He's up to nine rebounds. That's big. That's better than Horford used to rebound in Atlanta like a long time ago. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he used to be in the nines, hit ten once, and then yeah. I don't know eight point four. Yeah, he did have a lot of injuries, like thirteen, twenty-nine games played. Yeah. That's 76, 82, 68. Only 10 this year. Uh, mm, Slacker. Only 32 <laughs> minutes a game. Was this guy a bench player? Um, Al Horford has been doing everything. Everything. Like he running point, setting screens, playing defense, rebounding. Like I, he can't do enough. The, the, the fact that he's shooting 50%. You're right, he can't. To earn that big contract, he can't do enough. Even if he ends the year shooting like 38% from three, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Hell, 28. Like, him just being at the top, <laughs> he can also pass from there. Like, he doesn't have to be a shot. I don't, it's just been... Like, uh, one, of the, one of the guys up there is trying to spread the nickname Al Average, which is a, a fucking fry job. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he's. Yeah, okay, so he's dead now. You guys no longer have a center. Al, Al average is done. Who's next? Baines? Baines starting? Al average. That's just not good. It's not. It's really bad. It's really bad. And uh, I don't know why. It doesn't rhyme with Warford. <laughs> it's the alliteration, Tyler. It's the double A. It's not... Like horrible would be better than Al. <laughs> like that, that well, was free. That's off the top of my head. 
Al score more is what he should do. He's a bum. <laughs> but yeah, Al Horford's really fucking good. And uh, just because Tristan Thompson out-rebounded him like three years in a row. Uh, now we have Baines and Tatum and Jalen and like the whole team just fucking rebounds. So sucks to suck everyone else. But now I don't even know if Tristan Thompson still rebounds. I feel like I haven't heard that guy's. I know he just got. Yeah, he's a, he's out for the next month, so he might not even play because uh, he's on a bad team that stinks and stinks bad. They are not good. They're not. They're not good at all. It's almost like signing uh, Jeff Green, Dwayne Wade, Derek Rose, uh, Kyle Korver, and uh, we'll throw Jeff Green's name back in there again. Is uh, not a winning strategy. And, and Jose Calderon. True. Good point. The called man. Yeah, for some reason, uh, that did not fix their defense. Go figure. What's great is um, LeBron, after he drops like 57, like 14 and whatever on, on John Wall and, and the Wizards yeah. next. And they win by like six. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they they barely win. And then after the game, he's like, yep, best shape in my career. I've, I'm feeling great. And then they lose to the, the at the time, one and eight Hawks, like 28 hours later. Oh, yeah. And before that, they were they lost... Before that Wizards win, they lost three straight games by almost 20 points. Pacers, yeah. Knicks, Pelicans. So they're not even just, like, like they're not oper- <laughs> they're not executing in the stretch. Yeah, nor the beginning, middle, <laughs> or post-halftime either. They're just not executing. It's, um, it's on it, like, a lot of people are saying they always start off slow. And then there are a lot of people uh, who are saying it's it's only 10 games, like, like let's relax. Those are the same people telling me Chris Stapps is better than Carl Towns, so I don't know which to believe. Uh, either it's too soon or not soon enough. I don't know. Right. I, I don't even hate the like record or four and six, whatever. I I think what one, two if I'm re- like four of those losses have been by at least eighteen points. That's what would worry <laughs> me. Like if you if you're losing some close ones, you got a lot of new pieces, you're not healthy, whatever. No, you're just getting dusted. Yep. Pace. And one of the one one of the wins was when again Hayward's leg flew off, <laughs> and they barely won. They won by three. Good God! They beat Chicago, who stinks. They did. They beat the Bucks. That's a good win. And yeah, it took sixty points from LeBron to beat the Wizards by eight points. So I, not encouraging. No, no, it's not. They lost to Brooklyn, the Pelicans, New York, three straight games. After, like barely, they beat Chicago by seven. Chicago's awful. I got to give Markinen some love, though. He's looked much better than I, I gave him credit Correct. for. Correct. Markinen does deserve some love. I didn't think he should have been taken that high. Um, and he's been really, really good. He's set, like, an NBA record, I think, most games to start a career, like, aver- like scoring at least 10. Yeah, that, like, he's been hitting the board. The shot is there, which, I mean, that's if it wasn't there, it'd be concerning. But <laughs> he's hitting the glass with no point guard to speak of. So, good on him. And then the Hawks. And Pacers, like you can't. Those games are both at home. Like you can't lose those games. Jesus, I don't, they've got Dallas coming up, and I it's at Dallas. They'll win, but that's going to be like a double overtime game. That's just <laughs> that's just how it's going to work. Yeah, they they're home for Milwaukee uh, tonight. When you're listening to this, not tonight when we're recording. Uh, and then Thursday, they're at Houston, at Dallas, at New York. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. <laughs> at Charlotte. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. And then home for the Clippers. Not a great stretch. 
And Isaiah Thomas isn't coming back anytime soon. Is I saw him warming up, so I was like, is he like is that hit a schedule? I or... mean, he's been dancing, he's been doing all sorts of stuff that like a healthy hip. He's been tweeting. Guys been getting his <laughs> tweets off threatening folks. I like it. Yeah, I mean, talking shit when you currently can't like prove it or disprove it, I'm all for that. The the, uh, the Embiid, as we call yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Isaiah Embiid. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, people keep talking about their favorite point guard like I didn't bust their ass all last season. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? Who do you think that was directed towards? I always feel like anything is directed towards John Wall, just because I feel like he talks the most shit. That would be my guess as well. Wall or, I don't know, Westbrook? I don't know. Those are just, I just always, I just automatically go to Wall. Yeah. Like, the the timing was weird. I wish it was like right after the Cavs beat the Wizards. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Because that was last night, right? He tweeted yeah, that. Well, I was trying to. Yes, or yesterday. I guess afternoon, or whatever. Yeah. See, it would be weird if he tweeted it like after they lost to Dennis Schroeder. Like, oh, you guys talking about Schroeder now? And you guys forget what <laughs> I did to him. That's why he had to get it off early. It's like, hey, yo, they might beat us. Let me shoot this off before tip off. <laughs> I do like. It's tough not to like Isaiah Thomas. Like, just on a personal level, it's impossible yeah. to not like the guy. Yeah, I want him to come back. I don't. Again, that's not going to solve any of Cleveland's defensive woes. Literally, none of them. Boring. Like some of these games they lost, they they're not even breaking a hundred points. So I feel like he can help there if nowhere else. Yeah, but like when I look at the like when I when we traded, or yeah, when we traded away Avery and Jay Crowder, I was like, I mean, I like Jalen as much as the next guy, but I don't know if he can just like slide in and be as good as either of those guys have been defensively. Mm. And the Celtics team defense is a lot better. And even though we had those subtractions, like we also got rid of Isaiah and I Ky- Kyrie's not like him getting all these steals and stuff like those, those are nice stats and all, but the whole team defense, it's like those other four guys on the court. know they don't have to be guarding all five of those other guys. Right. And it's just a huge <laughs> difference. So I like the Cavs, their offense will improve when Isaiah comes back. Like it'll improve drastically. Their defense will get worse. I was just saying, Crowder's been stinking it up. I mean, like Dwayne Wade said, it's tough when when the bench has to keep bailing out the starters, and <laughs> they not I, they're not using Crowder correctly. Like A's not starting every game. Like they, I don't even know if they have a set starting lineup. Kevin Love's like ripping his jersey off. It's a uh, it's a bad situation all around. Like I. I I used to believe in Ty Lue as a coach. I have some serious questions now. Like that, that roster, it has enough talent where this shouldn't be an issue. Like they should be able to at least have like a seven-man rotation right now. That's better than pretty much any other team in the league. Yeah, well, it's like that. Like that was his calling card. Like Blatt was a master of the X's and O's or whatever, but couldn't get the the people, the personalities, or whatever. And Lou was supposed to be that guy. Like, yeah, he'll tell LeBron, you know, shut the fuck up, and LeBron will listen. And now it's like, shut the fuck No, you shut the fuck up. We just lost to the Hawks. You be quiet, Tyron. <laughs> so it's like if he's like if he's not doing it there, uh, again, from the numbers, the X's and O's clearly aren't working out. I, I don't know where they would go next, but I don't know. It's not not a good start for Ty Lue. Or anyone else on the Cavs. Ah, LeBron's getting numbers. 
He's also DMing Instagram models and not getting numbers there. Yeah. Shoot or shoot. He's shooting 61% um, off Instagram. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Looking like, wait, he's really shooting 61%. My God. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's the best player in the league. Uh, all right. What's uh, what's their record? All right, all right. You want? Yeah, you are from Boston. That, listen, man. Chris Apps is five and four. What's Kawhi's team's record? <laughs> They're playing fucking dynamite ball without him. You had him above LeBron. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Where the Warriors? I feel like the Warriors lost like one, and they were like, "No, they're ruined." And now they're like, "Oh no, they're seven and three. Like, yeah, we're, we're fine. Tied with tied with our Wolves, I might add. Yeah, our Wolves have been killing it. I think that I think I saw they have their longest win streak since like oh three. My God, that's, that's KG Marbury and Sam Mitchell were running. Trenton Hassel, yeah. That's <laughs> Troy Hudson was uh, running up north. Zerbiak was firing long long darts. Nikolo Pekovic, the king of the north. I think Pekovic's still under contract. I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him in forever, but I think he's like still under contract. You going to wave that guy? You going to tell him uh, we don't need your services anymore? Yeah. That wouldn't be me. He's our strength coach now. <laughs> yeah, the Wolves look excellent. Uh, Golden State obviously looks excellent. Um, Memphis. Ooh, Wolves Golden State this week, this Wednesday on ESPN. Let's that's get the it. Prime time game. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Oh man, I, it, listen. I'm glad this comes out before that game. If Towns puts up like 20 and 14 on like 55 percent, and they beat Golden State, I'm just gonna just drag Nick's Twitter around, like with my like just by their necktie, like just drag him around on the ground. As well, I feel like he'll do. I feel like he does numbers against the Warriors. Well, yeah, like 36, 15. I feel like they lose, and I feel like this would be the year. But if they sneak a win. Oh yes, the the shit talking will be uh, impressive. Yeah, I'll disregard everything else that happens the rest of the year if Kyle shows out in a win over the Warriors. Like, forget about it. Oh, it's at Golden State too, so I need oh, need yeah. this to happen. Oh yeah, Golden State. I mean, they're two and two at home right now. I, it, perhaps they're better on the road. Maybe there's too much chatter in the locker room. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't. know. You know what I say about jump shooting teams? You live by <laughs> the jump shot. You win two or three. NBA titles by the jump shot. I've always said it. You know who was living by the jump shot yesterday? It was James fucking Harden. Yeah. He was unconscious. Living well by it. He was unconscious. And I was I was watching football at the time, so I just kept seeing like like uh, screenshots of the box score, and I was like, wait, he only played 18 minutes? That turned out to be a lie, uh, and a rude one. <laughs> that, And you could just tell no one was watching the game because everyone was like, wow, I can't believe he did it in this. And finally, someone who was like at the game was like, no, he's played like 33 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at 56 points in 35 minutes uh, on 25 shots. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still Seven f- turnovers, though. He's not perfect. It's true. I think he had like two what? rebounds. Did he play at all? He had what, like 13 assists? Yes, 13 assists and also two steals. It's seven threes and 11 of 12 from the free throw line. A decent game. When did Chris Paul get out? He, like, first game of the season. I thought like, he's been gone for a minute. That's what I mean. Uh, potentially didn't need him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it would be a real shame if a team got better without him. It would be a real shame. <laughs> that would be a shock, let me tell you. A shock. Let me see. Yeah, the Clippers are still in playoff contention. Yep, five and four. Blake's looked. Blake's been dunking on people left and right. Like he looks pretty healthy. Oh, I'm telling you, man. It's it's a 
<laughs> the substitute teacher's gone. Like dad's home. Dad's gone. We can have some fun now. It's true. In Memphis, and Chris six... Paul, yeah, is shooting twenty two percent in the field in his one game, and they've been just tremendous without him. <laughs> Best record in the West, not in the league, <laughs> but close, good enough. Imagine if they uh, didn't lose that first game with Stinker Paul. Memphis, neither of us had in the playoffs, and um, they're kind of Spurs-like in the sense that it doesn't really matter who's there as long as they have Mike Conley and Marcus All. They just, I mean, um, Chandler Parsons looks like the healthiest he's looked in a long time. Also, yeah, he just looks like a like an NBA player, right? And I, again, I think that's all. I don't think they play him very much, like twenty-five minutes. But yeah, if that's just what you're going to get, fine. It's more than they had been getting for him. Correct. So. Yeah, pretty uh the Pelicans look all right on a given night. Boogie looks like a monster. Yeah, that's MVP Boogie. He's certainly in the conversation. He's no Kristaps, but he's certainly in the conversation. Well, I mean, who is? Come on. The Thunder, the, I didn't know the Thunder were 4 and 5. I did not know that. Well, yeah, I mean, did you see Melo get ejected yesterday? No, I missed that. What <laughs> But did everybody in every sport just get ejected yesterday? Yesterday was a tumultuous day for sure, but it was quite possibly the worst ejection in the history of sports. Um, he drove drove to the hoop, and uh, who who is who's not joking that they traded from uh, Denver? Blanking on his name, Nurkic. Nurkic. Oh, uh, uh. Nurkic came up and like just jumped verticality, and Mello. Like, sought out contact for sure. Like, he was trying to draw an N1. And uh, he may or may not have caught a, caught a little bit of Nurkic, Nurkic's face. Um, yeah, that'll do it. But he also finished the layup. <laughs> and, He's a performer. And I'm pretty He's sure they initially called, like, just a foul on Nurkic. And then they reviewed it, and they immediately ejected Mello. Like, it felt like... <laughs> Like we have the we have the replay up on uh, mixtape show Twitter. Um, it definitely like if you want to call a flagrant on him, like or an offensive foul, like cool, like I'm okay with that. Ejection felt strong. Flagrant three, baby, get him out. <laughs> Banned from the league. Yeah, he'll he'll never play again. Not a, not this country. It was a wild move, a wild scene. Portland six and four, well on their way to a forty two and forty season in the eight seed. Spurs falling off a little bit. If they if they just had some help on the wing, man. Two way player, guy that could shoot some threes, lock up your other team's best player, wear braids. I don't know where they find anybody like that. Mm, maybe if, maybe the draft. Brandon <laughs> Brandon Paul is playing. They, I don't know. They, give Brandon Paul the max and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> That'll probably work. <laughs> but yeah. Kings one and eight. I like to see that for next year. Hopefully they, they st- keep stinking. Think so. I don't know. Like I, I kept thinking they were going to wait to trade George Hill. I think that time is now, but I just it would just be selling him at so low. I don't know if it'd be worth selling. I don't know what's going to happen there because De'Aaron Fox should clearly be playing forty minutes a game now. It's uh, it's been a fun season. Phillies look fun. Ben Simmons is a monster of epic proportions. Yeah, that that guy is unreal. I. Again, another. I don't want to step on another column. I'm ready to trade Embiid and just build around Simmons. Wow, I mean, I think you can definitely play both of them together, and they should. What? No, <laughs> both Paul. That's true. Um, 
I'm ready. Booker's shooting a lot better. I'm ready to talk about it and retweet old tweets. I'll wait and see if I think it is going to keep up because I feel like he's just shooting like himself now. Well, right. And last year, I mean, he was kind of playing a new position. They had he was more of the ball in his hands. He wasn't coming off the bench like he was at Kentucky a year prior. Um, sure. It's a, yeah, it's almost like he's going to be okay. Mm, I didn't say all that. We'll uh, let's see how that plays out. But yeah, it's been a uh, pretty like we hadn't talked a lot of basketball the last two episodes because the season had just started. There wasn't really anything big going on yet. Uh, but I mean, we're an eighth of the way through the year now. Everyone's played at least. Uh, Sacramento's played nine games, and Oklahoma City's played nine. Everyone else has played at least ten. Uh, and it's been really fucking fun. I agree. For a ruined league, I'm, I'm enjoying myself immensely. Yeah, and as long as the Celtics keep winning, I'll continue to enjoy myself. <laughs> but um, like the beauty of it is the only, like the only like really unwatchable team. Like I feel like the Mavericks. I haven't watched a lot of them just because Netherlands is getting seven minutes a game, mm-hmm. and the Hawks here. But the Hawks are the local game, so I don't have to worry about them being another one of the games. It's like yeah, it's pretty much a decent game on every night. Yeah, I, even the late games, like it's usually, like I've I've watched Lakers Suns, uh, I've seen a decent amount of Pelicans, and I, would, I, I, would, I do like how much the Pelicans have been on. I, I hope it keeps up. Yeah, I can't wait till they get Rondo and Josh Smith back. That's going to be even. I might watch that more than the fucking Celtics. Do we have a timetable for that? Like I don't. I feel like this is just a myth. They're never going to play on the same court. The same. This is a mirage, man. Yeah, I, I don't fully believe it until I see it. Um, but when I do see it. I'll I'll have uh, lotion in one hand, and, and your smooth Pelicans jersey in the other. <laughs> but we uh, we now take you to uh, a very delightful interview with. Yeah, he's not currently playing. I don't know. I I, I don't know if he's officially retired. Like it sounded like he's trying to make a comeback. Yeah, he's re- I saw like he had the the hip surgery like recent. Yeah, like I'm guessing he's probably still rehabbing. So I guess he'll. I get loading up for next year, or like a playoff run, maybe sign on a contender. Yeah, I, Suns could use a little help. <laughs> maybe follow his pops. Come to Boston. We have an open roster spot. <laughs> Need some help on the wing, man. Need some help. We uh, it's it's Gerald Henderson, uh, not the old one, the young one. Yes. And uh, he he got very upset when we asked him <laughs> about Tyler Hansborough. Uh, <laughs> But the rest of the interview, he he loved us. So uh, <laughs> there was a moment. I think, yeah, it, it shakes out in the wash. Yeah, no, I mean, if we asked him, he'd be pro mixtape after the interview. During the Tyler Hansborough, because we kept talking over him, because <laughs> we're jackasses. Uh, and he was not a fan of that. He was like, if you're going to ask me the question, you better let me answer it. It's like, all right, talk about the time you uh, s- smashed Tyler Hansborough in the face. And uh, it was a tremendous interview. I'm a, a big time Gerald Henderson show. Now, not yesterday. It was up in the air. Today, big time Gerald Henderson. Okay, it's, it's confirmed. Yeah, he talks a lot of uh, Coach K, Duke now and then. Uh, we go over the Plumleys and the lab that they're made in. Um, what else? Some, we, some big dairy talk. Yeah, he really pulled back the curtain on big dairy. Yeah, he he's not a fan of milk. At all, uh, cow milk at least. He likes other milks, not the good one though, um, or meat or anything else that's delicious. But uh, pretty good top five cereal list. Uh, really good uh, Coach K talk, 
and uh yeah enjoy and that that's the episode <laughs> but we got ads though well if you <laughs> if you're like a lot of guys you could probably yeah? think of a million things you'd rather be doing than shopping for clothes between the parking yeah, yeah. and crowds at the mall and endless browsing and lack of a lot of ends in this sentence and lack of advice it's enough to make you want to rock the same t-shirt and jeans forever mm-hmm. but you can't don't even think about it. Uh, Instead, let me tell you about Stitch Fix Men. They've reinvented how to find and buy clothes. And you never even have to leave the house. It's that that easy. I'm I'm here for it. Say no more. Just go to Stitch Fix. I just said say no more. I have to say more. We're legally obligated to say more. Just go to stitchfix.com and tell them your sizes, your favorite type of clothes, and how much you are willing to spend. Your personal stylist then gets to work handpicking new clothes for you based on your style and budget. I like how they put budget last. You put it first, it's like like based on your, your pittance, the <laughs> salary and style. It's like your stylist first. Yeah, it's boring. We're, we're here to talk about style, pizzazz, flair. Hey. Five items are delivered directly to your door. You try them on at home, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping's free both ways, so don't worry about that. It's not a big hassle trying to get it back or to you. It's all free. They take care of it because they're good guys, swell pals. Uh, so and any, ladies, yeah, guys uh, and ladies. Well, it's a stitch fix men for men. It was a good idea, though. I know a woman was behind it. Let's just call it square. She's tired of her husband looking like a bum. <laughs> Like, good God, you look terrible. Well, I never have time to go to the store. She was like, well, I, we'll fix that. We'll fix those stitches, and that's that's where it hey. came from. Uh, exchanges are always free, too. It's a lot of free going on here. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you feel like it. There is no subscription required. It's I like e- that as well. Yeah. yeah, you can get that shit on demand. It's easy. The shipping is free. Why not give them a try, huh? You tell me why. What's your excuse for not giving them a try? Hmm? Hmm? I've already tried them. I, I mean, I'll, I'll try them again. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna peer pressure me. I pr- more clothes. I'll, I'll, I'll buy them, buddy. <laughs> you know who you're dealing with. I promise you'll be hooked. Get started now at stitchfix.com/tape, and you'll also get twenty five percent off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com/tape. To get started today, stitchfix.com slash tape. Mm-hmm. And also, when you're, you're wearing your clothes, doing all sorts of clothes wearing, you're, mm-hmm. you're clothes wearing son of a gun. I was like, you work up a real appetite wearing them clothes. Sure fucking do, Tyler. And that's when you go home, you pop open some Blue Apron. Hey. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Wow. Blue Aprons. This mid- country? This, it doesn't say which country, so I'll... That's a good point. The. Hmm. <laughs> Pangea. <laughs> Blue Aprons' mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Uh, where do all the middling ingredients go? They just look... <laughs> By the wayside. Uh, exactly where they go. Uh, they got some featured upcoming meals here. Lay them on me. Crispy, wild Alaskan. I'm already in. I don't even care what the rest of this sentence is. 
crispy wild Alaskan pollock and mm. garlic mashed potatoes with mm. roasted broccoli and tartare sauce. That's pretty damn good. Cheesy broccoli baked pasta with crispy thyme breadcrumbs. I didn't know thyme had breadcrumbs. This country is amazing. Seared steaks and garlic butter with oven fries and romaine salad. Three out of four. <laughs> Thought you were saying like that's like that's it. That seventy five. They're batting <laughs> seven fifty. Uh, but no, there are a thousand roasted chicken and fall vegetables with cranberry. Oh, wow. And ginger compote. Listen, man, if you're going to be at home, you think you know how to make a compote, you don't know how to fucking make a compote. Blue Apron yeah. can hook that up for you. You'll be compoting left and right. A lot of compote. With a fall vegetable? You put this with a spring vegetable? Boy, they'll laugh your ass out the kitchen. <laughs> a buffoon. This guy's a moron, man. I've been watching uh, The Great British Bake Off on Netflix a lot recently. Sure. And uh, you know me, I'm I'm a man who enjoys to make a pie. I think I'm about to become like one of the greatest bakers this this planet's ever seen. Just watching watching this show. It's time. Like they they're making all sorts of like pastries from all over like Europe, like all all of the European countries. And it's like, yeah, I know I could do that shit. Like let's go. And like they have to do it in like two and a half hours. Like if I can just take a walk with it and just like take my time, like forget about it. Oh yeah, they they don't stand a chance. But for people who aren't as good in the kitchen as me or Tyler, and uh, you want to be better, Blue Apron's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com. So that's really like $85 off your first order. <laughs> Seriously. 30 for the first order and then 55 for the shipping. Yeah, it's a big-ass box they give you. That that has to be heavy. for. <laughs> it's very hefty. Yeah. So that shipping free is is no joke. So they, it's chilled too. Like they they're actually send you like lukewarm steak that you have to just cook then, or it's a wrap. No, it's all it's all chilled. Dry ice like you read about. Oh yeah. I still don't understand dry ice. It hurts my brain to even think about. But thirty dollars and wet ice, folks. <laughs> what's what's the deal? Take my wife. <laughs> Women. Be shopping. Uh, $30 off your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash M-I-C-K-S. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash mix, M-I-C-K-S, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, Gerald Henderson, he he knows a lot about cooking. Uh, His things taste probably terribly, but he keeps eating them because he's a real athlete, not like me and Tyler who... Uh, retired athletes, so uh, he's coming. Our calling was bigger than the game. It's fine. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, and enjoy. We'll see you guys later this week. See ya. Rap game changed with one name. Jules ain't slain anything on this plane. Remains are found when the best kept secret get heated. You went platinum with a ghostwriter, so in the game you won, you cheated. Uh, this is mixtape. Uh, we got a very special guest today. He's coming in. He's repping uh, Missing Links for Kids uh, charity golf tournament. It's a uh, former Duke Duke Blue Devil, longtime NBA. Yeah, I wouldn't say journeyman. Only a couple of stops, but it's Gerald Henderson. How's it going, pal? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? I can't complain. Can't complain. 
Would, would you consider yourself? I don't know. When, how many teams does a person have to play for before they're considered a journeyman? Oh, man. Well, I know guys that have played, uh, shoot, for 10, 11 different teams. I've, only, I've played for three, but uh, in eight seasons. So I guess I'm a beginner's journeyman. Yeah, like one okay, lower. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it's like Uncle Cliff Robinson played for like fifteen teams in like eleven <laughs> seasons. Like that's that's right. legit journeyman status. Yeah, so I got a I got a few more teams to go, man. Well, if if someone were to introduce you, would you go Duke first? Would you go like you were a, a Bobcat? Like what what would you prefer? What team do you most identify with? Oh, you definitely got to go with Duke. I mean, that's the only one that's uh, you know that's your college. That's the only one that's. That's definite, you know. The other ones, I did. I know I did play for the Hornets for six years, which was, um, you know, which is a long time for one team. So, but no, I'm definitely going with Duke for sure. Okay, well, how about like the college kids? Even Duke now, uh, everyone's adapted to the one and done. You, you were there for three yeah. years, more of a traditional. Came in, had to start off on the bench, earn those minutes. Like what? Like a, a Marvin Bagley? Is he? Is he even going to remember his time at Duke? <laughs> I hope he does, man. I, I I really hope he does, man. Because Duke's a special place. I was, I was, um, I've actually been there these last three weeks or so. Um, kind of, you know, I'm rehabbing after a, a hip surgery I had about uh, three months ago. Uh, but I've been there, been you know, been around them, and they got they got a lot of talented freshmen over there. A lot of talent. They got uh, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Gary Trent Jr. Um, you know, but they, you know, they're not there long, man. They should, they should enjoy their time there, man. College is a special, special fun time. Yeah. Those, those three months they'll be there. What'd you say? Yeah. Those three months that, uh, Cam Reddish will be their best, best six months of his life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it it definitely is, man. And, you know, obviously bigger things at stake, but, uh, you know, for the six months they're there. Yeah, you know, definitely enjoy it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of juniors you were just mentioning, but uh, were, were Carter or Trent were they are they sons of NBA players? That's not clicking in my head right now. Um, Gary Trent, Gary Trent Jr. is his dad played for like eight or nine seasons. Was a good player. Um, I don't know about Wendell, but um, they they all got some talent, man. They got some skill. Okay, and, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious because it, it's. It's very rare. Well, I guess it's becoming more and more common. But to be a son of a former NBA player, uh, like like Trent is hoping to be, and you were, what kind of like did you feel a lot of pressure growing up? Like this is something I had to do, or did you fall in love with the game naturally? Uh, I always loved to play. I always loved to play, but I always played other sports though. And my dad, um, you know, he never pushed one sport on me too much. He always let me kind of do my thing and, and pick what I wanted to do. Um, but ba- basketball always came like, you know, it's just easiest for me because I was always athletic and, um, you know, I just love to play. So, you know, I, I became really good at golf when I was younger. I used to play a lot of soccer, but, um, you know, I figured basketball may, may be my best fit. You know? so I think it worked out a little bit. Yeah, you had the hip surgery. Have you been able to uh, to hit the links recently? Or have you been you been on the DL there too? No, I just I've just been keeping it to like short game stuff, man. You got you got to keep the short game. You got to keep it sharp <laughs> you, you go away from it for a while. I don't know if you guys play or not, but 
you know, that's the first thing that goes. You know, I keep that. What, the, what, what was your your best sport? Like I know you said you went to you went towards basketball, but is golf like your favorite sport? Like is that the one you've most likely if you're just hanging around, you're watching and practicing golf? Well, I say golf's like my favorite pastime, easily. You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not playing basketball, which is my favorite sport, I am uh I'm gonna play some golf. You know, whether it's with my dad, my brother, you know, some of my friends, I'm gonna get out there and uh and swing it. It's just you know, it takes up time, you know, you can you can play games, you can you know, it's just it's fun. It's just fun time. Are you the best golfing basketball player? I feel like that's like a, a topic that's heating up now. It wasn't something I heard a long time ago, but now I feel like more more hoops are playing golf. Are you the best? Well, you know, I, I, out of the guys that I played with, I'm the best player. I would say that for sure. <laughs> I, you know, now Stefan's a good buddy of mine. We used to, you know, know each other when we were younger and played in college against each other. Um, we, we always have talked about it. We just had never gotten on the golf course with each other yet. I played with uh, his father, Dell a few times here in Charlotte, but just never have, you know, crossed paths with Stefan enough to get out and swing it. But, um, you know, I know he's pretty good, man. I'm not going to say I'm better than him because I, I got to see him in the flesh, you know what I'm saying, to see if, uh, what, you know, what his game compares like to mine. I mean, he's so you're saying it right now. You're calling out Steph Curry in golf. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you see what you're doing, man. You see what you're doing, man. Wow. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying we, you know, I'd love to play against him just to see where uh, we stack up against each other. I mean, he's he's out there with Obama right now. I don't think he wants to go at actual athletes. I think he's out there for the leisure and, and get away from the wife for a few hours. I don't know if he's Photo really opportunities. about. Yeah, he's just taking pictures. Well. You know, playing with Obama actually was something that I would, uh, I'd love to do. But, you know, I'd way more rather play with Steph and see, you know, get a good match going. That's, uh, that's the stuff that keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? So that's the headline. Uh, Gerald Anderson calls out Steph Curry, would also (laughs) pick up the phone from Barack Obama. Yeah, I'd do that as a as a second. You know? <laughs> Hold on, Barack uh, Barry. I think Steph's on the other line. I'll get back to you. We'll we'll try and make this work. <laughs> you guys silly man. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, missing links for kid though, because as as much as you enjoy playing, you 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 got these tournaments in Philly and Charlotte that is doing a lot yeah. of good for a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, just this past summer, um. We had our fourth annual uh, celebrity tournament, charity tournament, and uh, it was held in Philly this this past year for the first time. It was it was in Charlotte the first three years of it, and um, you know we kind of switched up the charities, but this past year it was for um, Community Partnership School in Philadelphia, and basically what they do is uh, put kids at a at a young age, um, they put them on a a private school curriculum. This is all inner inner city kids, and they get them prepped for uh, middle school and high school, and uh, in, in, for different private schools in Philadelphia. So, you know, it's for a great cause. I feel like, you know, that's kind of been my calling as I've been in the league is to help kids that, um, you know, may not be able to 
have the opportunities that others have. So, you know, it's, we raised 200 grand last year and, um, you know, that was our best year. So we had a lot of celebs come out. Charles Barkley came out. Oh God. Uh, you know, my dad was a part of it and he helped out a lot in all the preparation and stuff and sponsors held it down. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. And for a great cause. What did Charles shoot that day? Oh man. <laughs> you mean like, you mean like hit anybody? Or like, like hit the Both. <laughs> uh, you know what? It was, the format we have for it is like it's like a team thing. So like a scramble. I, yeah, like kind of like that. So I can't imagine his team did great, but um, <laughs> you know he he came out. Man, I was I was very pleased he came out. We've been trying to get him there the last four years, and just from scheduling stuff, he wasn't available. But he came out and supported man. So very thankful for him. That's a big look. Definitely hope that keeps going. That's a great cause. Everyone yeah. everyone needs to be supporting the kids in every which way. Um, yeah. This year, we'll, uh, we haven't picked the course or the charity. I'm sure we'll have it for community partnership school again. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure out all the logistics here in the next couple of weeks or so. Now, when you're in Charlotte, uh, even when you're doing great causes like this, I'm sure you get approached by plenty of, of North Carolina fans. Uh, oh, yeah. How many of them are still upset about uh, the little kerfuffle between you and, and Tyler Hansborough back in the day? You know what? When I'm in Carolina, it happens about once a week. I get some, <laughs> oh, Jesus. some bonehead Carolina fan <laughs> coming up and asking me, was did I do that on purpose? Like, and it's crazy. Like, it happened ten years ago. <laughs> right. And the answer is yes. You clearly did it on purpose. So why do they keep asking you? No. So you got to let me answer, man. If you're gonna ask me the question, at least let me answer. So, no. Uh, at that time, right? We were getting look. We were getting our after. We were we were gonna lose the game, and we had a no layup rule, and so. You know, Coach K says no layups, man. It's no layups, right? For sure. So, you know, Hansborough, they're up 20 or something. He's still in the game, right? He's got he's got his all his stats, you know, like he, he didn't need to be in the game. Shoots a free throw, goes to rebound his own free throw, which is interesting within itself. Yeah, it's a wild move. Yeah, it's like take a breath, yeah. Tyler. You don't see that much. <laughs> But um, I'll tell you what, though, before I continue with this story, Tyler Hansbrough, the best college player I've seen, just get hands down, just get got it done for the three years I, I played against. Okay. But, but regardless of that, you know, he goes up, and I ain't mean for all that to happen. Like, I hit him in the nose and blood everywhere and all that stuff. But, uh, you know. I was just kind of trying to clear out anything that was going to go towards the basket. So it just ended up – the ball was gone. Somebody had already blocked it, and it just happened to be his nose that was the only thing there. So that's, that's how it happened. I remember watching that live. That was like one of the more like visually striking amounts of blood I've seen uh, in a sports event. But <laughs> – but I respect the the no. I mean, you, look, you, you're already like you said. He shouldn't have been in the game. Uh, and a no layup rule is a no layup rule. What are you, you going to run extra suicides in practice because you let someone get a free layup? I don't think so. What the, what, yeah. what did Coach K say when you got back to the bench? Was it like the fake yelling and pointing his finger at you? He's like, "Good job, Gerald." 
Well, he did. He did. Uh, you know, Coach K. I'll tell you one thing. If, if there's one thing he's going to do is protect his players. And you know, at the time, which I, <laughs> I, I kind of laugh at to this day. But he, you know, he's going to protect his players no matter what. You know, after the game, he did say that uh, he's like, if anything, Gerald's the victim here. <laughs> I love him because I just saw him. I seen him this past week. I love him because he's just like, no matter what, he's going to protect his players. But it's you know, at the time, around that elbow, what can you do? After, yeah. <laughs> after, after seeing the video, I was like, that's hard to, that's hard to say that I was a victim. Like, I came out of that very untarnished, you know. So. Uh, I love that. I, I, I do love that, Coach K. What do you mean? Is is why was this like Tyler was just saying? Why was his nose even in that vicinity? He ran into his elbow. That right. him out of the game. <laughs> uh, Coach K. It took him a little while. Uh, college basketball. Uh, what Coach Cal has done to it with the one and dones. It took Coach K. A little bit uh, before he adjusted to it. But do you think that's just because he he is an older school kind of guy, or he was just trying to prove no, it can still be done? Because even you. You were there for three years, uh, but yeah. now now there aren't other than like Grace and Allen, there aren't that many guys who who go through it the the old fashioned way. Why 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 did it take a Coach K so long? And do you think it can still be won the way you guys uh, used to build? Yeah, you know I think it's a good of both of those things. I think that you know he just didn't he wasn't going to recruit uh, kids that you know are going to be there one year. Based off of just he, he likes he likes having relationships with guys. He likes being able to build guys and knows how important that is just for you know the longevity of his program to have guys there that can nurture kind of the younger guys and that whole process. But that that process has been you know a little just different now. Like you got one upperclassman with. Grayson Allen, and he's trying to, you know, lead eight freshmen, you know, so it's just a different dynamic, and, you know, he's seen how the game has changed and how other schools are doing it, and he's just, you know, as, as much as he's led the trend with a lot of things, he's kind of, um, you know, changed his approach, and in, in, a, in a way trying to uh, keep up with, you know, what's going on and trying to win. You know, he has, I guess, opened up his, his mind to, to getting some, some guys in there that uh, may not be there so long. And, but he wants to coach talent. So, you know, those, those kids that are going to be gone in a year, typically <laughs> they're going to be gone for a reason. So he, he, he knows what he's doing. I, I have a theory that I just thought of just now. <laughs> I think that he ran out of Plumleys, and that's when he started going to the one-and-done guys. He knew that the, the Plumley well was dry with Malcolm and Marshall yeah. and Martin Luther Plumley, <laughs> all those guys. Once they were gone, then he started going for the one-and-done guys. Did you say Malcolm? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not that's not one of the Plumleys? No, not, not one of them. <laughs> it doesn't even fit Mason, Marshall, and Miles, man. McGillicuddy, Plumley. <laughs> he played on the uh, the the 2010 team, if I'm not mistaken. Both of them. Uh, yeah, but no, nah, they uh, yeah, he ran out of those men. They they were great. I mean, shoot, they all won national championships while at Duke. So he's very thankful. For that. But they're all gone. Now. 
At what did they just run out of the DNA in the lab that they make them at? What do you mean they're all? Got, I I refuse to believe we're done with Plumleys. I said, like, just wait, just wait. there's going to be one more in like ten years. Just like Malachi, like those people are still having kids? Yeah, Ma- Malachi, Max Kellerman, Plumley. Malachi, hey, I'll tell you what, man. Them boys, you ever seen one of them eat? They eat like horses. I'll tell you what, their dad, their parents. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what their parents do, but to put food on the table for them for them dudes. As they were growing up, must have been um, something else. I'm sure. The yeah. parents just quit both their jobs to just farm full time <laughs> and just feed a, an entire roster of, of NBA bigs. Yep. Yeah, it was yep. like it's like the Gronkowski household. I think they bought like three gallons of milk a day. Like I, I'm, I, <laughs> I fancy myself a pretty big milk consumer, and I, I was still. It takes me a few days to go through a gallon. I can't imagine. You call yourself milk. an NFL tight end. I know it's uh, it's why it's why the. Milk, it, no, 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 no. Huh? Milk's no good for you, man. All right, I've been trying. I've listen. been trying to tell him. I've been trying to tell this man yeah. forever. Milk is actually poison. Gerald, how many times have you broken a bone? Never. Never. All right. Well, that hurts no. my. That hurts my. Theory. I was say, yeah, that looks bad for you, Mick. <laughs> Why? Never, is, no. What is I've, this? I've torn a couple of ligaments before. Yeah, so have I. So I, I don't. That doesn't help. But what? Why are you anti-milk? What do you get against big milk? Think about this. And I've had this conversation a million times this summer. Think about this. Why, why, why milk from cows? Why? Why did we decide that this was going to be, we were going to drink milk from cows? Why didn't we pick like a, a giraffe or like a gorilla or like one of these other animals out here? Why did we pick the cows? Well, they're pretty docile. There aren't many giraffes in North America. A gorilla would rip your head off if you tried to milk it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, allegedly, allegedly. Don't uh, wait. I mean, there's goat's why milk. Why not? Why not go? Why not milk from a dog? Yeah, I mean, there's a Simpsons episode. I don't know if, if you're familiar with it, but Fat Tony was running a big racket where he was uh, selling rat's milk. Okay, that's disgusting. I agree. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying though, we chose a, a freaking uh, cow. Because they're easy to, to keep tamed, right? And they, you know, can produce a lot of milk at one time, and it doesn't taste bad, right? But in the, the day, the, the cow's milk is for a baby cow, right? Like it's supposed to be for a baby cow. It ain't supposed to be for us. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. but like the- we're supposed to drink our mom's milk. And I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I did that as well. Like up until like a year and a half, and. Not like right. a year and a half well, yeah, ago. Yeah, that's when everybody's supposed to stop, and we were like, "Nah, man, this cow shit is just too good. It's simply too good." It does. Yeah, but it's good because it it's got you. You don't want to know what's in that, man. I don't even. Oh, I don't want to think about what they put in that to make it taste good. Listen, You're talking about like pus. It's like forty percent pus. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rolling, man. Listen, I, man, I, I, I Publix what. has one that's thirty percent pus. They're cutting back. On it. <laughs> I don't know what they put in cow meat either, but I'm still gonna keep eating hamburgers. Like I don't know. I, give right. me everything the cow's got to offer. It's going in the McMahon's mouth. Hey, well, that's. I mean, that's actually a little weird. That. <laughs> yeah, no, I strong agree. When you ver- verbalize a lot of things, like I, I it's not not a great idea. I just kind of go with the flow. Uh, I mean, we're a big cereal podcast. I was going to ask your top five favorite cereals. It's probably going to be like dry granola, like oats and hay, from the sounds of it. <laughs> no, 
All right. Checkmate. All right. Well, let, all right. Well, I, I'll give you a bit of a contradiction here. So, uh oh. One of my top two or three uh, cereals is Gorilla Munch. I don't know <laughs> if you've eaten that. <laughs> it's not actually of a gorilla, but it's just like you know it's what a gorilla might eat. It, it, what is in that? Like, yeah, I was gonna say, what might a gorilla eat for breakfast? I have no idea. Gorilla munch, man. I'm telling you, go to Whole Foods, go in the cereal section. You'll see a, you'll see gorilla munch amongst of the other gluten free, um, you know, rice made made with rice kind of cereals. It tastes real good, man. I'm telling you. A little, a little almond, a little almond milk or soy, Duh, soy but, milk. Listen, almond milk's for baby almonds. Like, but it's not for humans. <laughs> nah, you don't see a pistachio nah. drinking almond milk. <laughs> I'm, these look nah, like man. kicks. Do they taste like kicks? Because kicks are terrible. Nah, nah, nah. I wouldn't eat that shit. <laughs> okay, I, I was gonna say yeah. These these look horrendous, but I'll, I'll trust you. If they're not kicks, they've they've got to be at least decent. So did you? Oh yeah, I've seen these before. They're, I mean, the gorilla looks like a good guy and all, but I don't know if I'm trying to. Like, I don't. I, I'm it, telling you, man. Stay away. I, I'm not saying don't ever eat meat, right? And you're you're saying that you would eat any parts from a from a uh, from a cow, which is I don't. It know was a bit hyperbolic, all. but yeah. <laughs> right, but uh, stay away from the meat, man, because they ain't I, they ain't making it right. They ain't raising them right. You know, I'm telling you, man. I just. I don't. I don't. I just stay away from it. Chickens too, man. Yeah, I don't right, like. So you're you're completely vegetarian? No, no, no. All right. So I'm 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 sitting here right now with you guys. I'm eating. I'm stuffing my face. This ain't like a regular radio interview where I be in a quiet room and you know. We appreciate it. <laughs> no, because you guys are you guys are a little more loose, man. I like this show a lot. Appreciate it. So look, I got Thank you. I got some sesame tofu. I got uh, a pasta salad with spinach. I have uh, some, what is it, like, you know that asparagus, broccoli stuff. Uh-huh. And I have, I have like, uh, grilled uh, vegetables, and that's it. Are you in prison? Uh-huh. Like, is this like your meal for the day in prison? <laughs> is there a gun to your head? <laughs> Are you nah, okay? But I mean, once. If you need a- <laughs> <laughs> this tastes good, man. This tastes good to me. Now, like, three months ago, I might not have said that. Oh, this is a recent right. change. You watched yeah, What the Health, didn't like, you? All this summer. And I did watch What the Health. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it changed I'll, me, too. I'll eat chicken, you know, a few times a week. I had a I had a steak for the first time last week in probably about six months. Did that fuck, and, up, did that uh, fuck you up? Like, cause I know uh, I, uh, other people I know who have gotten off steak the first time they had it, like, their body, like, was not messing with it at all. Yeah, well, I didn't eat steak, like, routinely before so like getting away from it wasn't that big a deal now the chicken part you know that, that was tough that's tough you know that's just deep, that's deep rooted for me you know what i'm saying like i, I, I can't i can't maybe tyler might be able to agree with you i can't agree with you but <laughs> what are, are you a seafood person yeah yeah uh i'll eat i'll eat any kind of seafood I, I eat seafood. So I try to eat, like, some seafood for dinner or something, you know. Correct. Yeah. Coley drinks mad milk and avoids seafood. It's it's a very yeah. bizarre combination. Well, I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston, and it's never been a seafood for me. That's interesting. That's odd. Yeah. You know, my pops played in Boston for five years. I do. That's all I did when he was there. Really? Yeah. 
That's all he ate. That was his pregame meal and everything. That's but, hey, because you drink a lot, Tyler, does he have gas? Does he get a lot of gas when you guys are doing the show there? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bad, Gerald. Right. Right. See, that's just not even – that's not being a good coworker. Like, that's well, not even – Well, first of all, you know, Tyler's like – Tyler's like 2,000 miles away from me right now, first of all. Oh, is he? I thought you guys were in there together. No. Well, I see you. Like, I can see you, like, on the camera, you, like, lean up on one side, and I'm like, oh, there, there it is. See, that ain't right, man. I ain't professional. Listen, I listen. Professional. When, I, when, I fu- when I pass gas, like, you would hear, like, a, a, a basically a minor explosion. I would not, I'm not a silent kind of guy. I'm 6'5", like, Irish. Like, I'm a mess of a human being. You would hear it at every single time. Like, it sounds like paper right. shuffling at all times. <laughs> right. See, that's just disgusting, man. That's just disgusting. And, you know, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> what you learned from this, this documentary, um, What the Health, uh, you guys need to go see it. But uh, Tyler told me all about it. I will not go see it. Oh, he refuses. He just refuses. This gas, this gas that you have, it's, it's completely normal. Because if you eat, if you drink a whole bunch of milk and dairy products, 75% of human beings are lactose intolerant. Explain oh, yeah. that to me. Oh, yeah. It don't make no sense, man. I thought it was 100%. It was just various levels of intolerance. I have a ton of tolerance for lactose. You're in the top one percentile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Not, I- not if you're ripping ass like that. Again, I'm not. <laughs> no one ever said I was, except for Tyler, who's a lying yes. sack of shit. <laughs> Ger- Gerald and I literally just said it. <laughs> this this uh, has gone off the rails, something I did not expect. I didn't know there was going to be an intervention about my milk habits. Yeah. Right, you got to clean it up, man. you got to clean it up. Uh, listen, I will not. <laughs> this is I, I enjoy cereal far too much to ever cut milk. Like, I, the, the soy shit, the almond shit, like, it's just, it, that's unnatural to me. Yeah, well... I just got on the rice milk, man. The rice milk? Rice milk's good. Hey, now, you know, listen to me while I say this. I also tried uh, pea milk. Not not like piss milk, but like pea milk. I was going to say, easy (laughs) does it. We don't judge, but... uh... Hey, so I I go on my refrigerator the other day, and I'm used to drinking almond milk and soy milk. I go in there... I see nut milk, right, and I see pea milk, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying either one of these. Let's <laughs> discuss. Yeah, so, I would agree with both of, with that with that sentiment. I agree wholeheartedly. A lot of milk in yeah. your home. A lot of various milk. Yeah, well, what's going on? Why do you have so many different types of milk? Well, I got a, uh, I got a two year old who we've taken off of, of owl milk, right. So she's tried all this different stuff with my whole family. So we try we try a lot of different stuff up. All right. Well, I, I know for a fact that kid's going to be healthier and less gassy than me growing up. So that <laughs> I that's good. But for me, it's too late for me. I'm 28. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, right hey. there. Just trying to come out of your body. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were growing up, you weren't like a, a fruity pebble, a cinnamon toast crunch kind of guy. You you, you were oh like, hell yeah. I was. This is more recent, man. I, I used to I used to eat all that stuff, man. Okay, then we need a definitive Gerald Henderson before he became uh, a vegan. Uh, got all the delicious things out of a his life. A milk truther. Yeah, milk, big milk uh, conspirator. Uh, what was your, your, in your prime, your top five cereals? Oh, uh, well, this will never change. There's Frosted Flakes 
is uh, number one. Okay. Strong. Easily. Then you got Gorilla Munch is up there. <laughs> you know, Gorilla Munch will change your life, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to go to the um, grocery store and, and just start throwing boxes of Gorilla Munch like in the trash so other I people. Just, I know it's $12 a box, but I need to try this <laughs> just as, as, as much good, as you're hyping it. It's good for you, man. Um, you got to go with like a, a – no, I don't eat these no more because it's just too much sugar, but like fruity – Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops are up there, but I don't eat them no more because it's just too much sugar, man. Um, what else you got? Even though Frosted Flakes, you know, got a lot of sugar. Yep. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, like, they're great, man. You know what I'm saying? They're great. So they're right on the box. Tiger told me that once, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you got? No, no I eat some, like, some Raisin Brand. Oh, God. I like. Oh my god! I, I, I mix it in there, and you know, you just gotta because it, it don't taste that bad, man. I don't go for flavor. Once once you become vegan, you don't really go for flavor as much. Oh, we we can tell, but uh, everyone yeah. we asked recently, everyone's uh, like, I, at raisin brand's fine. Like, I have no problem with raisin brand. Everyone keeps throwing it in top five. So there's a whole aisle dedicated to just cereal. They even have room for Gorilla Munch in there. That's how much room they have for cereal. Uh, everyone keeps throwing raisin brand in the top five. I can't. I don't see it, man. Raisin bran, because when look, when you become vegan, you're more like, all right, what can I eat that'll be good for me so where I just won't be hungry anymore? You ain't really going for like, oh, man, I need this tasty. Well, healthy or ha- hungry or happy. That's what you have to give up. Right, right. Now, as an athlete, like, it's more like, you know, there's there's more benefits to it, you know, for me than maybe the next person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I sit into a mic and apparently just fart and talk all day, so I need that sugar. <laughs> That's fair. That's there you fair. go, man. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that I didn't expect this to become an intervention on uh, me and my milk habits. Uh, I just Your like entire you know, family and the entire <laughs> office is about to walk in. Yeah, like, seriously. We, we talk to you. <laughs> Uh, hey, we just looking out for you, man. Look, I'm I'm a big, strong, healthy boy. Uh, bones, bones. You could build a house out of my bones uh, with all the cow milk that's running, coursing through them. Calcium, like you read mm. about, uh, mm. but also very pale and gassy. So maybe there's a trade off there. But uh, <laughs> uh, Gerald, uh, very very appreciate you coming on uh, and enjoying your meal with us. Uh, missing links for kids. Uh, be on the lookout for that as always. Uh, best of luck recovering from that hip surgery. And, uh, Thank you, man. uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, to donate for, for next year's tournament, you can go to GHJR. Um, yeah, let me see. I'm, see, I'm tripping right now. I, I can't even forget the dang website. Take your time. Wait, website. we can edit this all in post. I won't. It will make you uh, seem like you were struggling. Oh, here we go. It's org, And just to donate for next year's tournament. But I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, man. I had a lot of fun. Of course. And, uh, again, that, that uh, Missing Links for Kids gets kids into – to better schools puts them on a better path great work you're doing uh and we again we appreciate you coming on uh enjoy your tasteless food <laughs> i will man y'all take it easy <laughs> be good man all right thanks joe you're good <sighs> raisin brand man i don't it keeps popping up i really i feel like i've had I haven't had it in such a long time. I'm tempted to get back in the mix just to see what I've been missing. But I was like, no, it's going to taste exactly how I remember it. Exactly. And that's the thing. It was fine when I had it. Like, my mother always used to buy it. In the 90s, that was like health food. 
Yeah, that was like that's the only way I ever had it was my grandparents would, when they would run out of the good stuff. We'd have to eat Special K or Raisin Bran. Correct. Even then, I would always pick Special K because I can still just load it up with sugar. Like we always had like one of those like comically large boxes of Cheerios. Sure. Uh, like it comes in like a pallet jack. Yeah. And then next to that, there would be Raisin Bran, and then there'd be the good cereal, which I would go through like real quick, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck sure. us! I gotta eat these two for the rest of the week." Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's disappointing to hear, but that people love raisin bran. Everybody, fucking everybody. Raisin. I mean, raisin bran. We might need to start investing in raisin bran because that shit's apparently. <laughs> it, it could be time. We're gonna as soon as we get off, we're gonna see Jimmy Buffett just bought raisin bran. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett invests twenty million in General Mills or whoever makes <laughs> raisin bran. I feel like raisin bran is one of those. It's like Dr Pepper. It's not owned by anyone else. It's just its own brand. It. I I see why business is booming. They don't. They don't. <laughs> I didn't just stand on anybody else's shoulders. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. I, I, this was that the Henderson interview was funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, so that's gonna go in tomorrow's show. So I'm gonna end the show here, and then we'll start the show. If that makes Dude. sense. Um, so uh, rest in peace, Tom Bro, dude. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Porter. Yes. Car cares fun for Flint and um, missing links for and, kids and. There it is. Yep. Go to ghjrcharity.org. Uh, smash that donation button for uh, some very good causes. Um, yes, I, I like kids having things that they need, like school and water amongst those things. Correct. Right at the top. Basic necessities, some people would argue. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's, it's apparently not enough people arguing. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you guys later this week with another Charlotte Hornets based <laughs> interview. It's Charlotte Hornets week here on Mixtape, folks. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys later or this don't. week. Or don't. I don't want to put you in a box. True. Good point. <coughs> Nigga, turn up. School up. Trap house. Thunder. Blank. Trap out match. Yeah. Right on flash up. We got London on the train. I'm pouring and shit. I need to just put a deuce in. Car cost 400000 I put a roof in. My nigga pot cooking so good, he put his shoe in. Nigga, it's a gangster party. Why fuck is you in? Head bust a microwave shit, then taking two minutes. You know that there's some scraps in the club, they let my crew in. I might just do the Michael Vick man and cook your left hand. If you ain't talking about buying ground, then I'm a dev man. I can make the dope do numbers, but stay set up, man. I told my bitch to die, how her red like Danny Rodman. If Gucci man got so much money, then why he robbing? We 30 deep, we cover the street, nigga, we mobbing. Yeah. Let's go out again. Brother and go out again. Chasing that go out again. Let my little war again. We chasing that money back again. We fucking your homie back again. Hey, if you owe me, baby, go and show me, baby. Pull up and boy, I'ma go go in your nut. I got gold on my rollie, and I'm real right like a boy. I look like a dope hole, I know it. I know I'ma win it like Floyd. I became an important little boy. Money long like a saw with some shorts. My bitch white and she brown like a pork. At your vacation, the pork. Booking these doors. I dropped off the porch and went north. Whipped you some dope for the north. Got it, shit. Why is it hard? I got about 20 chickens in the diving, baby. Ride it, ride it, that was like, why? I don't speak English. I put that mouth on the seats. On the beat, call me on leak.
the street like on cement. I don't need no change, you can keep it. I don't want your verse on my remix. No panic, she my secret. Got a hundred bands on me, I'm 